Whoops, there we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, technical issue. Uh, it's Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show, back in action. It is a new year. I hope you guys have had a great year so far. We're just about done with our second day. And uh, there's still lots going on. We didn't get much of a break, now did we? Um, there, Man, so, yeah, I... I ran the board for Moon this morning. Um, he and I were talking before, and, and Moon Moon always comes in with a stack of papers. I mean, these are all stories he's printed out, the headlines he's going to read, and everything like that. The stack had to be like an inch and a half, two inches thick. There were just so many stories that he missed because he had been out for a while. Uh, but even, it, it just wasn't the fact that he was out for two weeks. I mean, I missed from uh, Wednesday through yesterday, and I have way too many stories that I want to talk about. Moon has the benefit of three hours. I've just gotten one. and It's just a lot. There's so much to go over. But there's a story that came out today. By the way, it is your 5 o'clock news cruise. I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank our sponsors. Uh, Service Chevrolet around the corner, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. Uh, they will make all of your automotive dreams come true, especially in this brand new year. New year, new vehicle. Service Chevrolet is where you need to go. All right. So anyway. There's a story I actually wrote about it at kpel965.com today. Every year, U-Haul, the rental company, the, the company that specializes in, in uh, renting vans and trailers and things like that, they release the top growth states. And the study is based on who, how many people in what states are renting one-way trailers one-way vans and taking it to another state and just not coming back with that van. They're, they're, apparently, they're clearly moving somewhere. So they take all that data and they measure their growth. And they measure how many people are leaving with the one-way vans and how many states are getting more people coming in with one-way vans. It will not surprise you to know that our neighbor to the west, the wild, wild west, Texas, is the top growing state by that measure in 2023. Florida is right behind them. California's dead last. So everything Gavin Newsom said in that debate with Ron DeSantis about how California's doing great and everything, clearly not. The stats are against Gavin Newsom. But one of the things that I want to do this year is I don't want to spend all my time talking about all national stuff. I try to balance it out, but I want to be a little more balanced this year. So I want to try to make it a little bit local. At number 45 on the list, dropping 10 places from last year, Louisiana. Louisiana is number six for the top shrinking state in the nation. California is number one, Massachusetts, Illinois, New Jersey, Michigan, Louisiana. More people are leaving Louisiana than 43 other states. 44 other states, sorry. Math is not my strong side. I'm not a math guy. Louisiana is shrinking at a faster rate than 44 other states. We were number 35 last year. Now we're number 45. It's incredible. We are losing people. And so I go back to what Moon was talking about this morning, what I was talking about last Wednesday when I filled in for Moon. All of these stories that have come out from primarily the advocate about John Bell's legacy 
everything John Bell Edwards did, all the he laid the foundation for no, he destroyed the foundation for Louisiana. The foundation rotted away. Everything he did, he laid the foundation for Louisiana to recover. Well, when you hit the bottom of the barrel, there's really nowhere to go but up. John Bell Edwards chased more people out of the state because he did nothing about the growing crime rate. He did nothing about the the fleeing oil and gas industry. He allowed the trial lawyers to chase industry out of the state. He grew the size and scope of state government, but the private sector was hurting as a result of it. Higher education in Louisiana is not what it should be, not what it used to be. The UL system now going to be run by Rick Gallo was being run by Jim Henderson, who decided he was just going to go be the next head of Louisiana Tech. Louisiana has shrunk. The only measurable way that Louisiana has grown is in terms of crime rates and in terms of people fleeing. But we are shrinking as a state in every aspect. We are shrinking. And John Bell Edwards and his lackeys in the media, his press secretary, Tyler Bridges, wants to go out and say that he did all these great things. And yet the facts don't match the, the, the facts don't match this, this narrative that they're trying to build. And I'm, it's, it's the media narrative. And it's John Bell's narrative. I said it the other day and I will say it again. They don't breathe the same air that you and I breathe because they live on a different freaking planet. They do not live on the same world that we do. They don't live in the same Louisiana that we do. Because there's nothing in the current state of affairs in Louisiana that that shows any measure of success from government leadership. More people are trying to get the hell out of Louisiana than are coming in. By a lot. Where they're going? They're going to Texas. They're going to Florida. They're going to places that have shown growth, that are growing their economy. They're not growing the size and scope of government. They're places that have eliminated property. Um, they've eliminated income tax. Sure, the property tax is higher, but the income tax is non-existent in that state, in those states. They're going through education reform in Florida. In Texas, they're trying really hard, but even Republicans are against a lot of those uh, education reform options. It's one thing that Texas is not doing right because the education lobby is so strong there. But other than that, a lot of what Texas is doing is really, really good. I spent the weekend, Moons talked about when he went to Grapevine to see Dan Bongino. I was right by Grapevine this past weekend. I can tell you, I drive there a few times a year. It's constantly under development. It's constantly growing, constantly changing. There's all sorts of new things being built. The economy is growing in those suburbs outside of Dallas. Inside of Dallas, the mayor converted to the Republican Party because he saw the Democratic Party was doing nothing in, what, in terms of governance. And so he's making a change. So what's happened in Dallas and the surrounding area? Economic growth and development. People are moving in. What's happening in Houston? People are moving in. 
what's happening in those eastern Texas towns is a bunch of folks from Louisiana are going, and they've been going there for decades. This isn't anything new, but it's starting to become a lot more dramatic in these last eight years. And nothing against Jeff Landry. Jeff Landry's not going to be able to stop it right away. There's not enough gauze in the universe to close that wound right now, to plug up that wound. It's going to take a fundamental structural change in just about every aspect of what Louisiana does in order to try to recover. You know one of the other fastest growing states in the nation according to this? You may be shocked to know that Arkansas jumped up 26 spots. They were number 43 in terms of people, uh, in terms of, of growth, they were number 43. They had one of the highest rates of people leaving Arkansas. They're now 17. They've had a huge influx of people coming in, enough to stifle the bleeding. But it's taken some hard work. It's taken a new governor. Asa Hutchinson was terrible. But now you've got... Uh, Sarah Sanders, who is doing a good job and is getting people back in, and Arkansas is recovering. More people are, are coming back into Arkansas. But again, who's Arkansas's neighbor? That's us. People in North Louisiana fleeing North Louisiana to go to Dallas, go to Arkansas. They don't want to be here. They don't want to be in a state that is decaying. It's rotting. It's a big problem. All right, let's take a break. 232-1542 is the number, or use the KPL app chat if you want to be part of the conversation. I'll be checking the app chat here in just a second. We'll take this break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPEL app chat to be part of the conversation. It is your 5 o'clock news cruise. It's brought to you by Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. Talking about our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac right around the corner at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette. They've got it all for you there. New and used cars, new inventory coming in daily. You always want to check them out. But if you can't make it to the lot, that's fine because servicegm.com, everything's there. You can look at what's on the lot. You can see what you might be interested in. And then you can schedule yourself some time to go over there, see what they can offer you. And it's much more than just buying a new or used car because they've got a parts and service department. They've got a body shop, collision center. They've got fine line custom auto. They've got the wash. Everything you can need, all of your automotive needs met right there. Stop by and check out their huge selection today at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Check them out online at servicegm.com. Louisiana, number six in terms of people fleeing the state. And that doesn't seem to bother. That doesn't seem to bother our uh, state media folks, the folks at, at, at the, the Advocate Network. Um, doesn't seem to, to bother the, the folks in the Gannett Network too much. It's, it's kind of sad. 
Rob on the app points out, says, of course, we're shrinking. There's no industry in Louisiana. The one industry we did have has been under attack by the governor for the last two terms. Exactly right. Rob, you're exactly right. John Bell Edwards made it his mission to give his trial lawyer buddy some work. And in the process, chase out one of the biggest industries in the state. And also he could give himself some nice street cred with the green movement. That's ultimate. I mean, if, if he doesn't get a lobbying job for the, for some green company, I'm, I'll be shocked. Cause that's really what he's tried for. He's really tried for that very hard. He's he's pushed the green stuff a lot more than anybody else. And there's a, there's a reason for that. It's not just subservience to the climate change cult. There's money. Moon was talking about that this morning. There's money in the climate change cult. That federal money that comes in, people get addicted to that stuff. People are addicted to federal money, and they never seem to get it through their heads that eventually the money dries up. The money stops coming in, and what gets left is a bloated budget that you have to fill in some way, shape, or form, because you know government doesn't want to cut, so they're going to raise taxes. You swear allegiance to the cult of climate change, and you are ensuring... Unless you just have a a bunch of politicians in Baton Rouge have a stroke, you're guaranteeing that our taxes will inevitably have to go up because eventually the federal money runs out. Louisiana's been blessed the past few years with very limited tropical activity. When the money from the last major set of storms to affect us runs dry, if we continue having those years where we don't have much tropical activity— all the bloated budget that we've gotten just from that, you're going to have to fill that with money from somewhere else. Or you're going to have to slice the budget, hack away at the budget, which is what I hope they would do, but I don't trust even the people who say they're conservatives. I don't. People in politics get addicted to the government money because nowadays it's not so much do you believe in smaller government, it's how can we use the government to achieve our goals instead, which is not what you're supposed, what, what conservatism is. Let's take a break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number. Or you can be like Billy in Church Point, who is uh voicing uh voicing his thoughts on the app chat, reminding us of the such great government programs like uh Build Back Bro Build Back Better which, you know, has done a great job in Louisiana. We, we build back very strong in Louisiana because of, of, of that agenda. Yeah, right. It's, it's pretty depressing, the state of things in the state. Um, I want to move on to some national stuff. Uh, there is a story that has been, um, it's been circulating the past couple of days. I wrote about it at Red State yesterday. I put it up on Substack this morning. For a very long time, Democrats have believed that if they can win the demographic war, 
they will win a permanent political majority. And I've, I've mentioned this before, that the Democrats' strategy of playing identity politics to try to maximize their voter coalition, it's not working. It hasn't been working for a while. So here we are now. There's a new poll that's out. USA Today and Suffolk University uh, have, a, have a new poll out. And this is the information that we are gleaning from it that is pretty damning for Joe Biden and the Democrats. President Joe Biden now claims the support of just 63% of black voters, a precipitous decline from the 87% he carried in 2020, according to the Roper Center. He trails among Hispanic voters by five percentage points, 39 to 34. In 2020, he had swapped Trump among that demographic group by two to one, 65 to 32 percent. Among voters under 35, a generation largely at odds with the GOP on issues including abortion access and climate change, Trump now leads 37 to 33 percent younger voters overwhelmingly backed Biden in 2020. Now, if the Democrats end up losing even five to 10 percent of the black vote, they are in serious trouble nationally. But it's not just them. Democrats have have embraced this welcome one and all mentality. They, and they don't want restrictions on border access because they see a political advantage to it. You let them in, they stay here. Eventually you grant them citizenship through am, through a major amnesty plan or whatever they, they want to say is the plan. Um, and then they, that's a bunch of people that will vote for Democrats. That's, that's their goal. The problem is it has overwhelmed our borders and it's caused the Hispanic voters who are here to turn sharply against them. It's breeding a level of resentment that the Democrats really didn't anticipate because they failed to understand that the more you play to individual groups, the more you understand there's individual individual groups. It's not just Hispanic voters. It's Mexican-American voters. Venezuelan-American voters, Colombian-American voters, Cuban-American voters, Argentinian-American voters. There's all sorts of Hispanic voters. They don't all vote uniformly. And the ones who got here legally are the ones who have been here long enough. They start to be fairly conservative, especially when it comes to the fact that they or their family, their ancestors, went through the arduous immigration process. And now they see the Democrats just letting people jump the line and it infuriates them. Meanwhile, Jewish voters are turning away from the Democrats because of the party's embrace of a Hamas talking points. Muslim voters are tar- turning away from Biden because he hasn't been tough on Israel in the wake of the war on Gaza. Asian voters are livid. The Democrats attempted to justify racism against them in order to allow others into higher education. The working class is extremely frustrated with Democrats, ignoring them in favor of those upper crust white elitists. But. Those of you listening are not going to like this, but, and I'm sorry, but it's got to be said. If you are embracing the polling that shows that Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden, 
you're also embracing polling that shows two things that hurt Trump. The first is third-party candidates. All these demographic groups that are leaving the Democratic coalition, they don't want to vote for Trump either. They're saying so in that same polling that people tout saying, oh, hey, here's Trump beating Biden again. That same polling shows they don't want to vote for Trump. They're looking for third-party alternatives. What's more, the data in a lot of these polls that show Donald Trump beating Joe Biden also show that if Donald Trump is, in fact, convicted of a crime, independents leave Donald Trump. And they either go back to Joe Biden or they go to a third party, and that makes things a really tough toss-up. Right now, Donald Trump is not the Republican nominee. And right now, Donald Trump is just, he's on trial for the crimes that the Democrats have accused him of. Whether you think that he was rightly accused or wrongly accused, doesn't matter. He is going to court for these issues. If he is convicted of anyone, and I, I think it's a very tough ask to get a jury to convict him on any of them, but if he is convicted on any of them, that has an impact. See, all of this is theoretical right now. And that's what makes this a very imprecise art, reading the polls, understanding the polls, knowing which way things are going to go. But the trend lines show us that, yes, everything being as it is right now, if, if the state of things was frozen and carried over into November of 2024, Donald Trump beats Joe Biden. But what happens when Donald Trump is officially the nominee at the Republican National Convention and then at the DNC, the, the Democratic National Convention, a week later, Joe Biden bows out and it's handed over to somebody else? I still think it's very unlikely, but what if it happens? See, right now, all the Democrats and all the independents, they don't like Joe Biden. I don't think if, if they were to step down, they would pick Kamala Harris. If they were, they'd be in the same boat. What if they pick somebody else? What if they did pick another Democrat? What if they pick Gretchen Whitmer? What if somebody made the call and Gretchen Whitmer all of a sudden became the nominee for the, Repo for the Democratic Party? Well, Joe Biden is no longer on the ballot. That saves a lot of Democratic voters trying to go and find a third-party candidate. That affects things. Or what if Donald Trump is found guilty? Let's say the Mar-a-Lago case, because I think that's the one where they have the best chance of finding him guilty. What if he's found guilty and that chase is away and all of a sudden things swing back toward Joe Biden? There's, there's too many factors on the ground here. There are a lot of factors still in play that we haven't seen through. This isn't, none of this is a lock right now. There's a lot of variables out here. The polling tells us one thing. If the election were held today, Donald Trump is the Republican nominee and he is going to win the presidency if the election were held today. But it's not. But the Democrats have to look at all of this data coming out about all, this, this, all these plans they had for Hispanic voters and black voters and all these different demographic groups 
And they have to be in absolute panic right now because this is decades of political strategy coming undone because Joe Biden sucks. Their only hope right now is a third-party candidate drawing bigger numbers away from Trump than Biden, which it's not yet, but it could very well. Their only hope is a third-party candidate and slash or a conviction on Donald Trump. The Democrats and even some Republicans are hoping for external factors to take out Donald Trump. Whether it's a conviction, whether it's another arrest, whether it's who knows what. They want an external factor. They want a group of judges in Colorado to remove him from the ballot. They want the Supreme Court to go with what the Colorado Supreme Court did and take Trump off the ballot. They want a special counsel to find Donald Trump guilty. They want to use some investigation to get a jury to convict Donald Trump. They're not engaging with Donald Trump. But they're doing all these other things. The Colorado thing, that's going to add to Donald Trump's presence and lead in a lot of these early primary states. Kicking him off the ballot in Colorado, the main thing that happened over the weekend, that's going to solidify a lot of Trump's base in the Republican Party. All they're doing, they're trying to keep Trump from being a thing again. They're just making more people align themselves with Trump. If Trump is such a danger to democracy and you keep doing these things and his his popularity keeps going up, why do you keep doing these things? Why not beat him at the ballot box? It's because they're terrified They're terrified that they can't because their own side sucks. But if one of those external factors does happen and it fundamentally shapes the way this race turns out, 2024 is going to go down as one of the most stressful years in political science history. But more than that, if these external factors do take Trump out, we're not going to have any sort of resolution to the divisions within our country. We're not. Everything will be even more divided. Because you and I both know that Donald Trump will once again say it was stolen from him. The Democrats used everything in their power to strip him of his right to be president. And his followers will say the same thing. A lot of you will say the same thing. And the Democrats will say that you're a threat to democracy because you aren't accepting the results of an election. Nothing will change. The Democrats will still feel that Republicans are a threat to democracy and Republicans will still feel that the Democrats are rigging the system against them. And if we continue to remain that divided, America doesn't heal in any way, and we can't move forward, we can't get better, we can't try to fix a lot of the things that are broken, and they really, 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 really need to be fixed. Take a break. We'll wrap up in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number, or use the KPL app chat like Rob, like Billy and Churchpoint did earlier Love to get your voices in through the KPL News app. I do want to give a shout out for those of you who may, it's a new year. Maybe it's time to, to go. Maybe you haven't been to the dentist for a while. I don't, I, I, when I first moved out, I hadn't, I did not go to the dentist for a very long time. It sounds gross. I know I, I brushed my teeth and everything, but it, it just became time. Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates over, uh, over uh, at 217 East College Saloon here in Lafayette. 
they uh, they do a wonderful job of of not just doing the dental work, the oral hygiene work, the 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 dental. Uh, the the general the the general and cosmetic dentistry all of that stuff but the thing I like most about them is they take all the stress out of a doctor's visit I hate going to doctor's office whether it's a general practitioner whether it's a dentist anything I hate it I hate going to a doctor's or dentist office but it's amazing how at ease they can put you at Dr Daniel Daycoon Associates the Lafayette Dentist.com. you can check out everything all the services they can provide. Absolutely recommend you give them a visit. They do absolute wonders, not only reversing years of neglect and and fixing some things that maybe need to be fixed because over time, nothing's really all that permanent. You might need some old fillings reworked. That's what I had to do at one point. They can do it all. Go visit them to uh, thelafayettedentist.com. Give them a call, 337-282-8640. Let Dr. Danielle Daku and Associates help you out. All right, before we go, got to pour one out. Hooters in Lafayette is closed. Yep, you can read more on that at kpel965.com. Hooters is no more in Lafayette. 25 years of being in business, and it's closed. There is a sign on the door. Uh, Hooters is closed. Thank you, Lafayette, for a great 25 years. Uh I don't know, I never went, but, you know, there there are folks who swear by the wings. They swear by the wings. I'd never, never had any Hooters wings myself, but uh, pour one out. Another legacy wing establishment in Lafayette. There are some great spots for wings in Lafayette, though. I've written about it at KPL 965 uh, before. Uh, some great options. If you want to find some good wings now, especially that, that Hooters is closed, you can definitely go do that and, and definitely – Support our local businesses, especially as, you know, we try to recover from John Bill Edwards, who has decimated our economy in every other way. You guys have a great one. I'm going to go ahead and take this break for uh, roughly 23 hours. I'll be back tomorrow, 5 p.m., same uh, bat time, same bat station, right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, uh, email Joe at RedState.com. You guys have a great one. The podcast going up shortly over on Substack. Look up the Joe Cunningham show. There all my writings and the podcast go up there. I'm trying to do some more writing. My New Year's resolution is to do some more writing stuff that you guys will get exclusively at Substack if you go and sign up. Have a great one. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.